We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my beautiful friends and lovely listeners. Today we're going to be talking about a very painful relationship, the confusing and challenging dynamic of addiction. Addiction may include a destructive relationship with substances such as drugs, smoking, or alcohol, but can also include other abstract things such as gambling, other people, or even chocolate. When a person is addicted to something, they cannot control how they use it and become dependent on their drug of choice to either avoid, deny, or cope with daily life. The cause of addiction can vary considerably. It is not fully understood from a scientific standpoint. It seems addiction may be caused by a combination of physical, mental, circumstantial, emotional, and maybe even spiritual factors. So there's a long-standing debate. Is addiction a disease or not? Can we heal an addiction or is the best we can hope for an indefinite period of living and recovery? Well, that's the compelling topic we are going to explore right now. Empower Radio, nor I endorse or deny the content today. My intention with this episode and every episode of Journey to Center is to open our minds, have thought-provoking conversations, and provide a buffet of information, thought-provoking material, as well as different approaches and philosophies to support you in living a more empowered, healthy, and fulfilling life. Check in with yourself and the higher authority that resides within you. Cherry pick, do your research, and determine for yourself if this information is a fit for you or not. And always make the decisions that honor you. So today we're spending time with our expert, Marilyn Bradford. Marilyn is an internationally known speaker and teacher who has worked in the field of addiction and recovery for over 20 years. She knows how difficult overcoming addictions can appear to be from both personal experience and through her work with her clients. As the founder of the Bradford System of Right Recovery, Marilyn has created a radically unique approach to gaining freedom from addictive or compulsive behavior. So Marilyn Bradford, I'm so happy to be having this conversation with you today. Well, I am delighted you invited me on as a guest. I'm really looking forward to it. And I and I just love what you're doing when you we're saying to people, you know, essentially know what you know. You know, cherry pick. Go with what works for you because that is both how I came to uh, so many different awarenesses about the work with addiction and recovery and truly what I ask of my own clients to empower themselves to know what they know and what works for them and not accept a one-size-fits-all answer. Absolutely. I totally agree with you there. So, Marilyn, I'm really interested in knowing, you say you have a different definition of addiction. So I would love to hear a little bit more about what you think addiction is. Yeah, well, I found, because I I went through traditional treatment and was in traditional programs for years and years and years, and it never quite set well with me. And what I realized um, after my work with Access Consciousness, began applying the the tools with my clients was that addiction is not about the target of addiction. It's not about you have to overcome the alcohol or the cigarettes or the food or whatever. The addiction actually starts very early on for most people. 
Um, I have yet to talk with someone who has an addiction who did not have a sense in childhood that they didn't fit, that they sort of came into the world going, okay, everybody else seems to know what's going on. I didn't get the manual. This place is nuts (laughs) to one degree or another, you know. And another factor that comes up is people felt overwhelmed, um, overwhelmed by information, overwhelmed by what I call psychic abilities. And I'm not talking about, you know, reading tarot leaves or tea leaves or anything like that. But I'm talking about incredible capacities to pick up the thoughts, feelings, and emotions of others. You know, you walk into a room, people are angry, it's like, ah, you know when mom is depressed or drinking too much. You know when dad is angry. You know when Uncle Johnny feels kind of weird and slimy. But most of us had that knowing diminished or devalued. Oh, you can't know that. So, and none of us, as far as I really haven't found anyone, um, had the information that all these thoughts, feelings, and emotions you're picking up are not even yours. You're walking down the street, you'll pick up somebody else's sadness and go, Oh, my gosh, I'm I'm so sad. Why am I so sad? And then find a reason for it. So a lot of factors go into this. Also, another factor of being made wrong. So many of the clients I work with report that they were told they were too much. They were too curious. They were too sensitive. They asked too many questions. They were too active. They were too much, basically. So all of this creates a space where people go into judging themselves and the wrongness of them and begin to cut off those parts and pieces of themselves that they've been told are absolutely unacceptable. So that curiosity gets shut down. That exuberance gets shut down. Um, the, the trusting yourself to know what you know gets shut down. And once again, that's why I'm so, it's just such a wonderful thing that you're doing your whole show not your whole show, but your, your, your program based on really empowering people to, you know, know what's true for them because that is so crucial and that is one of the things that most of us had shut down early on and now it, people say, well, I don't trust myself and we have to go back and undo this. But all by way of saying that pretty early on in childhood, most people who end up with addictions cut off enormous parts and pieces of themselves and we're left with a great sense of the wrongness of them, the inherent wrongness of them, and the constant judging of them. And this creates a situation where addiction is very appealing, because if you basically believe that you're wrong and you have to judge yourself, it's incredibly painful and you don't fit in. So people are looking for, and this is really how I look at addiction, they're looking for a substance or an activity where they can go to escape, where they can go to disappear, where they can go to not exist, at least for a few hours, to not have to deal with the pain. It's not really about not being able to cope with life. It's about not being able to cope with all of the lies that they've assumed were truths about who they were and what was actually going on in this reality. So addiction is not so much about the target. It doesn't really matter how it shows up. It's got the same root cause for everybody. And once you actually get to that root cause and begin to, I have lots of tools and techniques and information that I, that I use 
to empower people to begin to revisit all of the erroneous decision judgments and conclusions you made about they made about themselves because here's the thing anybody can end any addictive or compulsive behavior it's you do not have to manage the symptoms for the rest of your life but what it takes is reclaiming all of you one of my taglines is restoring the power of you and that is so much what it's about because Truly, once an individual has all of them, the pull to any addictive behavior is a moot point. It just disappears. If you're truly you, why would you want to go escape into whatever it is, pornography, Internet, relationship, abuse, any of those things? There's no need to because every person is that unique, amazing, joyful, infinite being. Do we function that way? No. Most of us function from a very finite, distorted sense of who we actually are. And that's what leads people into addictive and compulsive behaviors. And I just wanted to say one other thing. And you were mentioning some of the different ways that addiction shows up. What I have found is it goes even beyond that. People can be addicted to being a victim, to judgment, to criticism, to being right. And always that addiction to the wrongness of them. So addiction shows up in many, many, many subtle ways that most of us are not uh, informed about, and yet it, it, those addictions have the same qualities, and that's a whole different topic, looking at the qualities of addiction, as alcohol and drugs or food, overeating, eating disorders, um, you know, or what relationship, whatever it is. So that, that, that kind of contained a lot of information, but I wanted to make sure to get all of that out there. No, and I appreciate it. You know, it's like when I was um, in my studies, um, studying addiction, I had to go to some like 12-step programs, some AA meetings, and I thought this looks like a really great forum for certain people, but maybe there's another step or not. You know, maybe this is where they need to be for the rest of their life or not. I mean, who knows? I... I'm I'm not an addict per se. I had a dysfunctional and abusive relationship with food and people and and you know I was able to heal that, but I don't think I was a, an addict per se. Mm-hmm. So Marilyn, I'm interested from your perspective in the situation where we're maybe talking about alcohol. Do you think there are certain people who are just physiologically incompatible with it and they just really they shouldn't they shouldn't drink? Well, once again, I leave that completely up to the individual. And then the other thing that I would say, like to say is just a little bit about the whole physiological thing. When I first got out of graduate school in the early 90s, I worked at a psychiatric hospital, and it was at a time when multiple personality disorder, trauma, all of that was very big. You know, psychology goes through these phases. Right now it's like bipolar, but back then it was it was abuse and MPD and all those kinds of things. But I happened to be fortunate enough to be asked to join a study group with a lot of psychiatrists, and we were looking at all of this research that they'd done on animals. And and what they found was that trauma could greatly affect, it could actually change the chemical makeup in the body and in the brain, and that then certain therapies like talk therapy combined with medication could also change back. So people have this idea that once there's something physiologically set in stone, but what I found is that that's not true. I mean, I had what would have been described as the allergic reaction to alcohol. I mean, I was full-blown, met all the criteria 
for being an alcoholic. You know, blackouts, every time, not every time, but most of the times when I would start to drink, I couldn't stop, all of those cravings, all of those kinds of things. And yet I have, and I have used uh, both my own system, but the, I've used the excess body processes, the excess bars, and I don't have those reactions anymore. You know, I don't, a lot of times I'll have a glass of wine and not finish it. I mean, I can drink if I feel like it. It's not an issue. So those, everything is changeable. I think that's one of the things that people don't really understand is that everything is changeable. Nothing is set in stone. And the psychological work, the work to empower you, to reclaim all of you, doing certain kinds of physical body processes, those can change all of these things that were said are truths and have to be. It may be true for you at this moment, but does it actually have to be true for you forever? Once again, go into what you know. Ask yourself the question, does this have to be true for me forever? And see what the energy is on it. Because I have not found that it has to be that way. Mm. Well, it does sound very compelling, you know, I, I would imagine that uh, we have some listeners like, I I would like to believe what Marilyn is saying, and I would like to explore this a little further. So if that is the case, Marilyn, how do they find you? Well, I have, I'm in the middle of changing websites, but they can go to um, www.writerecoveryforyou.com, which will be the new site, but it will take you to my current sort of site. Uh, there's a free video series there. There's some downloads. There's some fairly inexpensive things that they, products that they can buy. Um, I would encourage people if they have specific questions to email me. They can email me at marilynbradford at meme dot com, uh, and I'll be happy to direct them. Um, I do teleclasses. I do private sessions, and I'm having a book coming out. I don't know exactly when, but I'm leaving tomorrow for Santa Barbara to do my final edits. So um, there is a lot of information, and if they can, if they don't find what they need right now, within six weeks I should have the new website up with a lot of blogs and more information on it. They can also go, there's still a lot of information on www.theonlinerecoverycenter.com. Uh, I'm sort of combining various programs that I had uh, to make it a little bit more uh, centered and contained and, and sort of a one place where people can go. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, really, I have had many, many, many clients, whatever the addiction is, come to a place of choice. And that's my target with people, not you have to stop that. I ask people, what is your target? What would you like to have as your life? Would you, does it work for you to com quit drinking completely? Great. We'll make that the target. Would you like to come to a place where you could drink socially? Great. We'll look at that. Would you like to stop smoking? Would you like to? Because here's the thing. I mean, people talk about you have to quit, you know, but, you know, look at so many of the addictions like exercise and food and workaholism are not things that you're going to stop. So that's another way that it's so important, that I believe it's so important, to empower people to come to a place of choice not to take on somebody else's answer about what this should look like. You know, another I thing hear I, that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just an aside, but I say to people, quit believing the experts. There's nobody who knows more about you than you. Now, that doesn't mean you don't take in information, but how many of us have given ourselves up to a diet or a doctor who says it has to be this way, you should eat only this, or an expert in addiction? You know, I look at myself as an expert in the sense that I've worked with a lot of stuff, but I don't impose a system on people. I don't. And, and that's when I would always ask people, be aware of this. Is what you're doing empowering to you, or are you having to give yourself up to somebody else's idea? Because you have the answers. You don't know that you do, and you may be lacking some information and tools, and it may take a little work, but inside of you is the truth of what's going to work for you. Well, and I do think that's, that is taking responsibility, really figuring out what works for us, not exactly. buying into somebody else's prescribed notion. Yeah. So that, that brings, me into, brings me to a question that I, I'm really curious uh, to ask you and hear your answer about. What do we do if we see someone that we love struggling with an abusive relationship with a substance or an addiction? Is there anything we can do? Yes and no. Um, the first thing that's really, really crucial to understand is that it's a choice. These are not things, so many of us are taught to go through life as a victim. I hear people say all the time, well, this happened. It just happened. Well, it happened to her. We create our lives. Does that mean that we create what everybody else does? No. But we do create an enormous amount of our lives, including our reactions to things. So people who are, quote, struggling always have a choice. And anybody who says truly, and I always ask this question, and I ask truth because If you ask truth before a question, you'll either know what they're lying or you'll get what the lie is or you'll get that they're telling the truth. I say truth. You actually desire to give this up at this time. And no right or wrong answer, no judgment. About half the time, people who've been, quote, struggling say, no, not really. I'm not ready. I'm like, cool. Call me when you're ready. It's not a problem. So you have to, well, you don't have to, but it's really helpful to understand that it is a choice and that many people who appear to be struggling are actually struggling with themselves. They want to keep it. They don't want to keep it. They want to keep it. They don't want to keep it. So you can't, the other thing I would say is you cannot fix and you cannot rescue anybody. People have to choose to get out of it themselves. But you'll know, you'll know the sincerity of the difference between someone who goes, I just can't believe he hit me again. or I just can't stop drinking or smoking. And the person says, you know what? I'm done. I don't know how to change this, but I really want to change this. Can you help me? Or point me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, just saying those things, you can feel the difference in the energy. If they're, if they're doing the, the former, the first one, don't bother. Just say, okay, you know, let me know when you're truly ready to change it. Don't listen to the stories. Don't listen to the justification and reasons. Don't listen to any of that. Above all, don't go into their universe. People think, well, I just have to go in and try to fix them and change them and help them and do an intervention. Uh Uh-uh. The best thing that you can do when you have someone who is actively engaging in addiction in your life is to be the best you can be and to generate and create a life that's inspiring. You want to inspire by what you're choosing, not jump in the cesspool with them. So 
just be very careful about that because it's so easy to go into the addicts universe. I actually had a program for a while, and, it, and I may and I may revitalize it called "Down the Rabbit Hole with Your Favorite Addict" because that's what it's <laughs> like. You'll get it sucked. Is. Yes. in there. So don't go into that. You can ask the question, their universe, my universe. Don't bail them out. Don't fix them. Remember that it's their choice. And if they truly desire to change it, they'll let you and other people know and they'll take steps to do that. In the meantime, get on with your life and being the best that you can be. I know that's absolutely true. I've, I've loved people that were definitely deep in the throes of, of abuse and addiction. And I found it really confusing as to how to navigate through that. So I think you're right. Boundaries, taking care of ourselves, taking responsibility for ourselves. But you also think it's okay to articulate our concern. Is that something that, that well, we should do? Articulate it. I mean, here's the thing. You might say, you know what, Susie, John, whomever, I'm really concerned at the amount that you're drinking and you're blacking out. If you desire to change that, let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to leave you alone with it. Yeah, I felt like I had to create some distance after a while because it's like there was nothing I could do to change no. to change anything. So I had to go, I had to disconnect and go take care of myself. And eventually yeah. things shifted, which yeah. Um, yeah. was and you really, really great news. Right. You really don't want to, if you, if you have a choice, hang around with people like that. I, I'm doing a, I'm in the middle of a teleclass now called Addiction Over Easy. And we spent a little bit of the last session talking about, you know, if you choose to live next to a toxic waste dump, it almost doesn't matter how many tools you use, how many clearings you have, how much yoga, how much meditation, how much anything you do. It's going to be very difficult not to experience the toxic waste dump, the toxicity. So if you're living next to a toxic waste dump, you need to move. Or you need to be aware and take responsibility for your choice to live there. So truly, I had another situation with a friend of mine who was going to room with someone, and she was rooming. She spent like one night there, and she was like, ah! And I said, why are you rooming with that person? It's not quite as severe, but it was it was a difficult situation. She said, because I can handle it and survive it. I'm like, wow. Ew. Like to have a little bit more in your life. Personally, I'd rather thrive than survive, but that's just me. <laughs> and that's what, but that's what a lot of us. I can handle her, him. I can handle it. I can survive it. Yeah, okay. Wouldn't you rather be like thriving and joyful and all of those things and don't allow guilt to get in there? People choose what they choose. Nobody is a victim in that sense of addiction. I think that's true. It's like the, the most important thing we can do is take responsibility for our, our relationship with ourselves and our relationship to, for me, I call it God or spirit or source or higher power. And nobody can do it for us and we can't do it for anyone else. Right, right. Take personal responsibility. Sometimes it's not fun. Sometimes it's not easy. But if you want to live an empowered life, I think it's uh, the most important thing we can commit to. Well, and personal responsibility is also the willingness to allow them to have personal responsibility for yes. their choices. No, I agree. You know, when I finally uh, backed up, disconnected, and, and allowed um, my friends and loved ones to have whatever relationship they had with their um, substance of choice, they eventually shifted. Yes. 
they eventually shifted. And, and I really had to get to the place of being okay with maybe that wasn't ever going to change. All I could do is live my best life. Because actually, and you, you bring up another point, which is so important. When you are willing to be responsible for your life and leave them alone, they shift it. And sometimes they won't, but often they will. But as long as you're in there with them, buying their trauma drama and their reasons and justifications and saving them and just going into the soap opera of their lives, they're not going to shift. They don't have any reason to shift. They're enjoying the heck out of it. You're in their TV melodrama. Yeah, sometimes it's easier to love people from a distance. I kind of see uh, a target or bullseye in my mind's eye, and I've tried to make certain people closer than they probably should have been for my health and well-being. And then I've found, oh, I need to back them up. And there's different boundaries with different people, and they can be promoted and demoted just depending on how how we're relating. Yes. But uh, my most important relationship, again, is is just with my own heart and soul. Exactly. And, uh, and that's it. Yeah. It should be. Your most it should be relationship should be with yourself. And that's yeah. the key to addiction. The most important relationship for the addict is with their substance or activity. So it's, it's shifting that. Once again, when people are truly desire to change and they're truly willing to use the tools and techniques and information to empower themselves, then as they move into their most important relationship being with, is with themselves, they lose the pull to the addictive behavior. Yes. Well, I have enjoyed this conversation with you so much, Marilyn. I think there's a lot of uh, good information, good content, um, very thought-provoking, very inspirational. So I um, just uh, want to tell my listeners, um, if you have thoughts, if you have concerns, if you want to talk to me, if you want to continue the conversation, I would love, 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 love to hear from you. You can go to my website, Tammy B phd.com that's spelled with an i t a m m i b phd.com or you can find me on facebook you can uh tweet me you can uh write to me at tammy bphd at gmail.com so marilyn is there any final words of wisdom is there anything you want to leave with our guests or listeners today before before we bring this to a close just that everything is changeable. You can end any addictive or compulsive behavior. Don't believe what the experts in this reality tell you. Ask a lot of questions and don't give up. You can have all of you back, not the you that you've been told you were or you're supposed to be or the this or the that, but the true, unique, infinite being that you are. And don't give up until you have that. Hmm. I like that. I'm going to take that for myself. I say that all the time. Just relax, find your authentic shape, love your authentic shape, care for yourself, nurture yourself, honor yourself, create boundaries, protect your connection to your heart and to source. And from that place, my life works pretty well. And, you know, it's going to be different for everybody. Yes, I say is. all the time, if God wanted us to be like Canadian geese, he would have made us that way. Oh, he already did that. <laughs> And that's one of the reasons that experts don't work is because everybody is so unique. Once again, I'm not saying that there might not be some information, but it's like truly take what you want. Take what works, but don't feel that you have to subjugate you to their answer ever. I like that. I like that. Well, Marilyn Bradford, I've enjoyed this conversation with you immensely. And I'm just uh, so honored that uh, I have my listeners hanging out with us and Brian, you're just an amazing producer. Brent Carey, thank you for this forum called Empower. Just love it. I want to live an empowered life, and and I want that for all of our friends, if they want it for themselves. 
So God bless you. Take care of yourself. Onward and upward. Bye for now.